0: Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to show be friends. Get your gaming goodness every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight. Join me on the couch this week
1: by him Sloansom's. Ashley, help me. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here on my lowsome, but, you know, it's always disappointing that when Kieran's not here, uh, I'm heard he was down with the sickness, the defeated sickness. <laughs> <laughs> he got beat so bad and so thoroughly, wow. he was unable to get, make it his way onto the couch. By Mr. Buddy Watson in Takes Two.
0: I, in an alternate world, I feel like I Mm -hmm. can say this now because fuck it, but I'm just going to spoil it. So here's here's what was, this was, this is what was going to go down originally on this week's podcast, everyone. We was going to get, was going to be, you know, Ash and Kieran as per usual and myself was going to be here, was going to be recording a podcast and was going to go through the usual events. It was going to be, you know, I'll talk, I'll talk about the one review. We'll talk about a couple of news stories. Then we going to jump into what we've been playing. And we're going to talk a little bit about Outriders first, because Kieran's been playing that now. And then we're going to get into It Takes Two, the final update. Because Buddy, yeah, cause, Radio Watson's cause buddy Watson. Because we need to know,
1: because they stopped right before a pivotal point. Yes. Last time. So
0: we're going to get a reaction to that without many spoilers. And then we're going to get we, the final.
1: Which shout out, that somebody did an interview with Joseph Harris. Yes. About I, that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, that's how, read.
0: That's how people are supposed to react, or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, and was going to get the final mini games scores at that point. And I'm sure I, in my head, I expected Kieran to be like, Oh man, you know, sick, fucking blah, 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 blah. But the big secret was supposed to be setting up was I was going to have buddy on, on, on the waiting room. And I was going to add him into the discord call out of nowhere. Fucking surprise Kieran. He can't say shit. Kieran would have been like, oh, oh, he wouldn't, oh, buddy's here, oh, and he wouldn't have been able to say shit because he would have tried to talk shit like he did the first time. Been like, oh, buddy can't do platformers and he would have fucking hated it. Would have been great. But, yeah. You know, so right. it didn't, it's not happening because Kieran's no. like, oh, I'm sick. Kieran's sick. Sick quotation marks. Well, La bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Ah, uh, you know, well, you know what they say talk shit, get beaten thoroughly in minigames in the attack 2. I believe that is the classic version of The that classic saying. saying, you know. Yeah. So, Kieran, thoughts of press. Thoughts of press. Thoughts of press, everyone. Tweet
0: at him at your boy Ringo.
1: Same. Hope you recover from your beatdown soon.
0: Yeah. Oh there. Hope you recover from your beatdown.
1: You little bitch. Um. So little <laughs> bitch! <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's get into it on the show this week we're going to be talking about indie direct the resident evil showcase as well as news surrounding the new buy showcase and the last trailer for pokemon snap because i like the looksies firstly just run mm-hmm. down one review that i've posted this week you can read the full review explosion of course for odd world Soulstorm. i'll be talking about it a little bit more in on wednesday with platinum explosion post because uh keep it to that podcast uh, but it is on PC if you want to play it on PC as well. End up giving a game. It's 6. on Switch, 4. right? No, like not it. yet. No, it's just PC plus... No. Uh, I think New and Tasty is though, maybe. So maybe they'll port it eventually. But it's PS4, PS5 and Epic Games PC exclusive currently. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically That's a reimagining right. slash remake of a PS1 game. So um, if you hated Abe's Odyssey or that, that when you played it much like I did... Um, this holds a lot of the same formula, which is that you'll die a lot. Um, it's rather frustrating. Abe controls like shit at times, even though they've added a double jump system. They've added a crafting system to try and help stuff, but it still holds the, the core mechanics and style that I guess made the, the franchise what it is. Uh, but I mean, 6.5 isn't too bad, but it's definitely not, um, game of the year material, obviously, so. You can read a full yeah. review, explosion of I'll talk a little bit more about it on plat. All right, let's get into the news. Firstly, mm-hmm. Apex Legends, which you all know that we like here at Explosion, uh, has it. reached a major goal. Right, you gamer. They write, it's been a while since we've had some player numbers from Apex Legends, but the battle royale seems to be doing pretty dang well. And respawn has announced that the game now is a hundred over a hundred million players in total the news was shared on the official apex legends twitter account with an accompanying video to celebrate the milestone the clip ends with a date of 19th of april and all there's, though there's no explanation as to what this may be there's a brief snif- snippet of what appears to be a town takeover and it's left a lot of players scratching their heads um so 100 players ha- sorry 100 players 100 million players uh no small numbers so of course congrats to respawn and everything i think my my biggest takeaway from this is just that you know you often see that only Warzone and Fortnite are the the key ones that streamers are playing and sometimes you see these articles that, you know, no other battle royale could make it or whatever. And a lot of times I feel like Apex is getting left out because it's kinda of like Apex is in a weird position where it's definitely in third place, but it's in third place and people just can't see past second. You know what I mean? Like they're looking mm-hmm. in their rear view mirror and they can see the car behind them. You know, that's Warzone.
1: Right, well, well, yeah. uh. It's kind of in a weird middle ground between the two other properties where Warzone is like the super realistic, uh is adult orientated super realistic. battle royale. <laughs> I guess in the mo in well, when you compare it to the other end of the spectrum being Fortnite. I guess, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then Apex is kind of that one in the middle.
0: Yeah, like Fortnite is the kids well quite the kids battle royale, and I guess Call of Duty is the adult battle royale. And then Apex is for people who actually like the good team games. Battle Royale. Battle <laughs> yeah. So. The perfect balance. The perfect balance, everything, you know, a little Thanos meme for you. Perfectly balanced as, as everything should be. Yeah. Uh, we got season yeah. nine coming up, and of course, we did talk about a couple weeks ago, there's a lot of rumors and talk that Titanfall heavy stuff may or may not be mm. featured in that. So, I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty excited for season nine. Um, i'll be excited nonetheless it's always I heard
1: you're going to be able to traverse a cri- like run across walls and stuff that's fucking it's going to be oh sh- don't get me so excited um
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited just because of those rumors if if it all just turns out to be a bunch of you know lies rumors whatever it's
1: just titanfall skins
0: yeah i mean sure i'll take it I, i'm pretty excited for a new season anyway because you know when do we get a new season uh like every three months roughly or whatever it is i guess three something months. like that yeah um it's always exciting anyway new character New weapons, new stuff, I don't know, it's cool. Alright, uh, next story. The next Bioshock looks to be open world, writes Oz Gamers. Developer Cloud Chambers Studios is working on their next game in the Bioshock series, and as per new listings for job openings, we can glean one key bit of info. It will be an open world. The senior world designer job is looking for someone to, quote, enhance the narrative of the world and make the game feel alive, encouraging players to stay and explore the listing also notes experimentation that is working uh through how the story and other elements will come together pointing to the game probably still being quite early on in the development cycle going open world is an interesting choice for bioshock and although the term can mean a lot of different things this in particular is starting to sound a lot like a narrative driven open world rpg of sorts um so i have a potential hot take on this which is that I don't give a fuck about an open-world Bioshock. <laughs> That's like my well, initial...
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't seem like Bioshock's a property that would make sense for an open-world game. No. Isn't the whole point like a straight narrative?
0: Mm-hmm. So why, first, why exactly? The first game is a... I wouldn't say directly linear because you can backtrack a little bit if you want and like there's certainly a few off-the-path Choices you can make. But for the most part, it's literally you arriving in the city, being like, What the hell's going on? And then you're lead you're you're basically led from one end of the the city to the other, final boss fight credits type thing, you know? And along the way there's there's mm. key story points and you know, cinematic things that happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Bioshock 2 was basically the same. You know, like you're you're in the floating city, whatever. I didn't like Bioshock Two, so too much. I actually didn't finish it. I got bored and stopped playing it. I think I was about eight tenths of the way through, probably, or something like that. Uh, but I just I didn't bother through. But I mean, that was the same. So open world Bioshock game. I'm like, what the hell? Like, if, if they're literally just going to be like, oh, and I just don't know how it makes sense within the law either. Because like, I, I I don't know. I I really just don't see how it works. Because like the original Bioshock, the crash. They end up in an underwater city. Oh shit! What the fuck is this? The second one, they discover a secret floating city of basically rich people who are like, "We're just gonna go live in the sky now, because fuck y'all," kind of thing. So I'm like, "What's mm-hmm. an open world Bioshock like?" I just I don't I don't get how you can get the same because um, they're not horror games, but they definitely have. There's supposed to be a sense of, especially with the first one or even Bioshock uh, Two you know, with the big daddies and stuff walking around. Yeah. They're not supposed to be proper horror games, but there's supposed to be a, a sense of dread or whatever about encountering these sorts of enemies. Well, I mean, the other thing with big daddies that made the the games cool was they actually didn't try and kill you unless you fucked with them. That was one of the, the cool things about them. Uh, you, you expect it to be like a typical sort of horror game thing where it's like, oh, a big evil thing, it runs away from you. But the way the game was designed is that you know, it's like player choice and you know, just don't try and save the little sisters and mm. they won't touch you. Try and save the, the little sisters and the big daddies will go absolutely crazy on you. So, yeah, I don't like the particular sound of this. I mean, I'm open for it to being good, but my initial reaction to an open world Bioshock is definitely why. And no, also, sense do I need another Bioshock? Oh, really? I mean, as I said, I didn't like Infinite. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it was supposed to be just be a one and done thing. Like, not everything needs uh
1: another game you know so I, I don't know well yeah i think people obviously love that game so much that they just want more um
0: yeah but the th- th- that's, a, that's the thing is, i don't yeah. get like most because a lot of people don't like infinite like i do like i definitely feel like the i feel like that's this game infinite is a game that as times passed, i feel like more and more people have kind of gone it's not as good as i thought it was at launch and maybe that's because i was just wanting it to be good when it, got it, mm. when it launched so a lot of people when they say they want more Bioshock they just mean they want more of the first game but you can't do more of the first game like the way the story is told it like wouldn't make any sense for for us to go back to Rapture really like they tried to do it with Bioshock 2 and Bioshock 2 is okay because it's a prequel so
1: listen Dylan what they should do is they should remake Bioshock
0: it's, it's older than the last of us so <laughs> you know like sure At this stage, sure. All right, IGN writes: Wright is planning delete this giant fucking Mortal Kombat ad. Jesus Christ, IGN. Uh, IGN Wright is planning a League of Legends cinematic universe. Uh, Over the over at Wright Games career pages, there are two new roles being advertised for global head of live action TV and global head of live action film. Those are pretty clear-cut positions, but the descriptions provide a little more detail regarding Wright's plans. Quote, You will lead the film creative development team in all work related to the development of feature films for the League of Legends cinematic universe and new franchises. And then the head of live-action TV is near identical, just focused on television, blah, 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 blah. Wright appears to be aiming high over the projects and are searching for applicants well-connected to big players in the film TV world. Quote, You have On the role it says, you have deep relationships within the industry and are well versed in top artists, writers, directors, producers, and actors. The roles are both substantial in their responsibilities and and involve, quote, very meaningful collaboration with your counterparts, end quote, in the film, TV, animation departments, which points to a potential interconnectedness between rights, TV, and and movies, much like Marvel's MCU. Uh, So, it's funny that this story actually popped because we were talking about that Dota animated series, what, like, two weeks ago, whenever it was? Yeah, and I was like, like that. And I was like, man, it's kind of like how, you know, League is expanding until uh, doing those spin-off games and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. finally deciding to build upon their, their, their many characters and world and
1: stuff. So, when I saw well, this- Well, they've got, uh, like, a book's worth of lore. Yeah. That they're kind of doing nothing, nothing with.
0: Yeah. So that's why I was like kind of praising them for finally being like, oh, we're going to do like a, you know, like a whatever, um, what do you call it, like twin stick action game or whatever that one is and then like an RPG yep. one and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, cool, this all sounds great. But I thought this was funny after saying, you know, good on Dota for finally, you know, doing the anime series and apparently they're planning to do more than just that. They're expanding the universe. Their League of Legends is expanding into mm-hmm. a multiverse or whatever the hell the 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 cinematic universe sorry salty cinematic uh universe so i think multimedia
1: universe yeah yeah.
0: on paper all these descriptions are fucking hilarious i'd like to say straight away just the
1: way that they're described okay (laughs) we need somebody who can connect us with famous people
0: yeah pretty much is what (laughs) it's pretty much what it sounds like
1: are you welcome do you know jake gyllenhaal yeah get in touch
0: do you know brad pitt (laughs) you're hired (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's kind (laughs) of what it sounds like, to a degree. Um, But aside from that, I think this is a very smart decision from Riot, because, yeah, as as someone who, you know, obviously used to play League a lot, still sort of keep up with the news by headlines and stuff of characters and Mm. this sort of stuff. League has a great, a lot of lore, a lot of really cool characters that if they build upon and bring to film and TV, it's not a scenario of, oh, you need to be a fan of the games, or... Anything like that, they those characters could just definitely make really great movies and t- TV shows that people would would be into. Like, it's got a really cool
1: bunch of characters and stuff, so yeah. So, uh, Dylan, top arcade Couch top three uh, League of Legends characters you'd like to see in a TV series.
0: Oh, what a uh, uh, well, you know, who they're gonna do. I'll tell you right now, they're gonna do Jinx because that's like the their the fan favorite that everyone loves, Jinx. It's the one they, they're putting into a game already, so I feel like that's going to be a go-to. But I would say uh, Katarina, who's like an assassin uh, character. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Then I'm going to say Lux, who's, who's a mage, has like spells and stuff. Cool stuff there. Yeah. and then i'm gonna go with um i can't remember his name actually but i'd love to see it. it's basically this oh, fuck i can't remember his name but i'm picking picking him anyway it's a dude who sits in um he's like this little small oh, i can't remember the actual critters names. there's there's a type of critter in league of legends universe like teemo and stuff like that That whatever actual character that no, fuck that's what i'm going with teemo there you go you know. In <laughs> case anyone doesn't know Timo, you pr- probably do because for a while Timo was the mascot for League of Legends. Like what yeah. everyone had the Everybody hats. had the hats. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And Timo was basically if you play Timo, you were the, the biggest prick in any game because it's this character that can go invisible in the map, plants mushrooms all over the place, and attacks you with a flute of poison. So um but it's very lovable, very cute, has a lot of adorable yep. costumes and skins you can get in the game. So yeah, I'm going yeah, sure, lock in Teemo.
1: Yep. Yeah. Over the head. Uh, who, who should play Timo then?
0: Uh, who's small and annoying? Uh, Marco Stunt? I
1: don't know, that's the first I again. feel like he will definitely be a CGI <laughs> character. So who should, who should voice Timo?
0: Uh, that's be like a high pitched. Uh, someone who can do like a high pitched voice, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Someone who voices like Pikachu or Ash Ketchum or some shit. Whoever that person is. Um <laughs>
1: okay, uh, 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 don't Um... What's his name from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Titus Bruges? Yes. There you go. Sure. it has got a high-pitched voice.
0: Yeah. Lock it in. Okay, I can see that. Sure. Hey, Timo. <laughs> yeah,
1: listen, right, we don't have the connections. We don't have the but connections, we but have we have the got, ideas. Yeah, we got the
0: ideas. It definitely sounds like we've, <laughs> we've locked it in. Officially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously that's some time away, but it's cool to know that it's happening. Uh, all right, so, this morning, Nintendo posted another Pokemon Snap trailer, um, I thought it was pretty cool, I was going to run down some of the um, random bits and pieces. So, it's a nearly 7 minute trailer too, or, or they call it an over, overview trailer, but it kind of gave us a, a better idea of what you're actually uh, doing in the game, because it wasn't just showing you taking photos and stuff, so... Uh, they did explain some of the the items and stuff you'll be able to use in the game. So one of them's called Fluff Fruit. Basically you can throw this at a Pokemon and it'll, it'll start snacking on it, so then you can get opportunities to take pictures of it if you would like. Uh then you get the Luminar Orb or Lumin Luminaire Orb. So this is my favorite one. Because if you watch this in the trailer, it's actually all sorts of fucked up. This is like when they that that goddamn um uh fuck I'm forgetting its name. Tirona whatever, Tyranitar, eat that goddamn apple thing or whatever off the ground. This, this, this is nearly as messed up as that. Um, but this Lumina Lumina orb is, at first they're like, oh, you just throw it at like this dark and it makes it super happy. But then in, in the trailer, you realize quickly that they're actually throwing this orb at Pokemon who are peacefully sleeping. And then they're waking up and having like, they just got injected with fucking cocaine. Like, I'm, I kind of feel bad. Like, there's that, there is this one key point and i'll just rewind it for the video players it, people watching the video, look at look at this watch this magic cup video people you see this goddamn magic cup sleeping perfectly safe wakes up has a fucking heart attack goes absolutely ballistic, and then like blasts off into space here so i i, I just kind of feel bad So but otherwise <laughs> i kind of feel bad for that one magic cup poor magic cup i was getting picked up uh then they also talked about you'll get a melody uh, so, this can, I guess it's like a, you can just play music or whatever. Different Pokemon will play along or whatever. I assume not all Pokemon will play, but the more, the more musically inclined Pokemon will play, and I'm sure that makes for different cool photo opportunities. Uh, and then you also get access to a scan, which will help you find potentially hidden Pokemon in the trailer. They show like a pincer that's in the desert or whatever. But then they also point out that if you scan, you can find uh, stuff in the environment, including uh, the, like if you scan in the right spot, then you can choose to head down a different direction. Because, of course, Pokemon snaps like, an on-rails shooter i guess if you you know what i mean you're going to call it that. It's like an on-rails shooter but you're shooting photos of course shooting Uh, photos not bullets yes not bullets uh but if you scan in the right spots you'll be able to find these secret paths that uh will lead you down different directions and i presume that's like if you're trying to 100% the game i'm sure there'll be like you know you've got to find the secret paths where potentially that's where some of the rarer pokemon will be or like you get the, the 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 better photographs of pokemon like they they point out how you may be able to get a different angle in the trailer of different pokemon or stuff like that so that's kind of cool um and then they hint that i guess what may or may not be i guess what the the core storyline is i guess if you want to call it that because of course like the game story isn't like super deep it's literally just you're trying to take photos and you're trying to complete your photo decks yeah photo decks right uh and the professor scores your photos and you can try and force style the photos uh each level or area you level up the more photos and stuff you're taking or whatever but then they talked about these things called luminaire pokemon Um and then the trailer they show this g- giant uh bay leaf coming along or whatever that's all like super glowy and stuff so i'm like i guess that's the like the fruit line for the storyline a bit it's it's like maybe the professor's like hey there's these like rare pokemon out here now like we want you to try and Get a photo of it or whatever, and that's kind of what you're trying to find or whatever. Even to me, I'm like, well, it, it just looks like a weirder, shinier, shiny. I guess I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. But um, it's cool. It was a really great trailer. Seven, as I said, like nearly seven minutes. They they do go into some of the features you can do uh, for taking photos as well, alongside the scoring. So I know they hinted at this in the last trailer, but they're like, hey, you know, you can change the focal point, you can change the angle, you know, zoom in, all this sort of stuff. You had uh, stickers to them if you want to um then of course you can upload them so your friends can see and people online can see and they can rank your photos and all that all that sort of stuff so there's definitely a lot more to this game than simply hey it's a new it's a pokemon snap that was on 64 but it's prettier you know like there's there's a lot of features that you simply just wouldn't have been able to to get back in the day and maybe this isn't going to hold your attention for a 100 plus hours like you know a core pokemon, pokemon game with But I definitely feel like there's enough meat on the bone here between trying to get them at the the high level photo rankings, uh, trying to complete the photo decks in general, you know, like being looking for those secret routes and all this sort of stuff. So it just generally looks like a wholesome, great time. And in case you forgot, it's out in a couple of weeks. So I think that's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting. July, uh, oh, sorry, July. April 30th. April 30th, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said July. <laughs> I was like, it's this month. Maybe I feel like we're in July. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like we're, we're in July. You know. Uh, July
1: right. 2020, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, I, this, is, I want to bring this up because this, what well, this is definitely in the the rumor mill or whatever, but the original story was posted by Bloomberg Japan. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of credence to this. So, Nintendo Life originally wrote in the story, and a new statement released. Oh, hold on, I've got to go. The original story is, so I'll break it down here. They said that screen experience, personally, in recent times for release of games such as Marvel's Avengers, Battle Marvel and Wonder World, and Outriders, has reportedly got the attention of multiple, multiple buyers. This information comes from finance news platform CTFM via Bloomberg Japan, which, by the way, I didn't know there was a Bloomberg Japan until. Uh, today but there you go which game claims several potential buyers have shown interest in J- the Japanese games company it's all according to two bankers ctfn quoted who are familiar with the matter which is always the go-to uh quote for anyone who's like i don't want to say who I am or whatever you know familiar with the matter uh they continue it's unclear if these buyers are interested in square Enix's game development or purchase the, com- the company at whole so, a lot of people were t- tweeting about this and whatever when this story first broke. There was, there was like an hour or so that went past. You know, people were like, this is thing, this is thing. People flipping out saying Sony's going to buy them, Xbox will buy them, blah, 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 blah. All of that would be absolute nonsense. If anyone was going to buy Square Enix, it would just be like some company you've, you've probably never heard of. It wouldn't actually be um, anyone. And it would, if it was going to be any company, it would be Sony. It would have to be a Japanese. Like, Square Enix would sell to a Western, you know, like an American what company. What about... So. 10 cent sure i wouldn't put it past it to be you know what i mean like in the, but in the realm yeah. of possibilities you know what i mean like i like yeah. a, a japanese company wouldn't sell to an american company i just don't think that would that would be a thing that would happen uh anyway they updated the story saying Scronix has now responded to Bloomberg Japan's report shutting down claims that it could be on the brink of being brought out and a new statement released to press Scronix explains that it isn't considering selling off the company and hasn't received any offers you can read the full statement below they said Bloomberg has reported today that there is interest from several buyers to acquire Scronix however this report is not based on any announcements by Scronix holdings we do not consider selling off the company or any part of the business nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company or any part of of its business, what? And then they continue the story, saying while the idea of Square Enix being backed by one of gaming's giants might sound exciting at first, it's probably for the best if it can remain independent. With Bethesda now being gobbled up by Microsoft, likelihood of new games from the studio coming to the Switch or PlayStation becoming less and less likely each, each day. Um, so I'd like to just say, because just to kick around, who you think could buy them, or if you think it could be interesting, their statement doesn't really blow off the story, in my opinion. Like them no. being like Bloomberg has. So they reported and we have not announced anything. Yeah. Of course you haven't announced anything. And then them saying we do not consider selling off a company or blah, 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 blah. I'll, I think I'll let that potentially if there is any legitimacy to the story, which I w- I'm, I'm only giving it credit because of the outlet reporting it, not, and not like it's Joe smear and Reset Error or whatever. Um, but they could mm. just be like, look, we don't want this information out because it potentially can fuck up any deals they Deal. may be talking about. So yeah, I don't know just just for the sake of kicking around the idea for a minute how would you feel if one day you woke up and it's like Square Enix has been brought uh, by let's say A how would you feel if that was being brought by another video game company where it could potentially affect the actual games uh, and then B like let's say, say a company like Tencent buys it where nothing ultimately changes just who's getting the money you know what I mean like the
1: yeah um I don't think I'd care that much you know <laughs> <laughs> I think I think obviously it would be a huge deal if it was if it was bought out by one of the console makers to be an exclusive studio. Um, that would I think after Bethesda that would be a massive. That would just change the industry completely. I think for the two biggest third-party stu- publishers to be bought out and be completely, it would create such a vacuum in the industry. I think
0: if something like that ever happened, it would just lead to bigger questions of like. What led to this being, a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what it just show it know, show the cracks of the industry. as they
1: point out in the in the you know in the stories, you know, Marvel's Avengers underperformed. Mm. Balan Wonderland, I don't think did. I don't know who's brought it, well and I don't know, know who liked it. So I don't yeah. know if it did well in Japan, or you know, it seemed like a very niche mm. uh, game, and then you know. Uh, Outriders has obviously done quite well. Uh, their most recent title, very popular, you
0: know, even if the reviews very are, popular. You know, mixed. but you know
1: they're not making any money on it because everybody's playing it on Game Pass. So, I don't. know Yeah, <laughs> they <It actually laughs> got paid
0: by uh, I don't know what the deal there was. Uh, Xbox, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Um. So you know, maybe they're. And I feel like there's been talk of Square Enix. Uh, you know, they've struggled a bit on top of like the Tomb Raider franchise not being as strong as they'd hoped. Um, and that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, if it was bought by Sony or Xbox or even crazy Notion Nintendo, um, you know, it, it would be a massive hit to the industry. Uh, but then if it was bought out by, say, probably unlikely, but Ubisoft or Activision, like, oh, okay, they're just going to add another name to the start of the title. Yeah. Yeah. I- It'll be Square Ubisoft Phoenix. That would be weird.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say if there's any legis- legitimacy to this, that they will end up just. You'll wake up one morning and I'll be like, "Square has been brought by insert name of company that you've never uh, heard of." THQ Nordic. No. <laughs> insert name of some <laughs> Japanese company. Uh, Japanese name
1: you've never heard before. You know,
0: some some big ass company in Japan. By Konami,
1: all the titles are becoming Pachinko. Yeah, well, wow, fucking. You're, don't
0: don't say that stuff out loud. That's how you. Don't it's how you put certain energy out there. I'm not going to manifest <laughs> anything. It's fine. <laughs> Don't manifest that. You mentioned them. Let's get into it. Nintendo. Well, not really Nintendo, but it was their show anyway. So Nintendo did what they do <laughs> most days now, where they're like, hey, 24 hours notice or 36 hours notice. Nintendo directs. It's an indie world. It's happening soon. Stay up, watch it. Cool. All right, here it is. And it was a, it was a pretty great show. All up. If I had to put this, yeah. you know, up there, I'd, I'd, give this quite a high rank. As most of these indie shows, uh, a lot of the games are show, uh, even if they're revealed here, you'll often look them up after they're coming to other platforms. Doesn't really matter. A lot of them aren't even Switch exclusive, but Nintendo gets to be the place that showcases them, and ultimately, Nintendo more so than Sony or Microsoft does has definitely been doing the the best job at showcasing indie games uh in recent times by far you know with these indie directs and even they have some indies on their the normal showcases anyway if they're if they're big name indies or whatever you know so uh but let's katsaki got an article showing off oh sorry just running down what was shown off it's gonna run down it and stop on the the things that interest. Uh, did you have you watched the trailers? Did you watch the show? Have you just yeah I watched this? the trailers?
1: Yeah, you know it was pretty solid. Uh, a lot of interesting games, and then it's like an actual big surprise. I think towards the end. So
0: yeah, there's a couple of big ones at the end here, which I feel like is I'll skip through most of them to potentially get to the big things. uh So first up, they announced that Fez, uh, is coming out. It's out today. There you go. Fez is a game. It's out. It's out now on the Nintendo Switch. If you haven't played Fez, I haven't played Fez. I own it on PlayStation. Food, haven't yes. to play it. I haven't played it. I remember got it and then I watched a documentary where uh, Phil Fish is in it and you, he's, uh, he's a real, you know, bit the of a indie, douche. Indie game, the movie? I think, was that the one? Yeah, it m- must have been. Where he, he just, he's a bit of a douche yeah. and it turned me off playing Fe- <laughs> Playing Fans for whatever reason. I was just like, I don't know. Because I think it was on PlayStation Plus around that point. Like, I didn't even pay for it. Like, I just got it for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And then I watched that movie and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's not like I'm against playing it. It looks really good. You know, it basically, in case you don't know, it's like, uh, it's a puzzle game where you. I guess if you played Captain Toad, I guess Captain Toad's feels like it was inspired a lot by Fez to a degree because yep. Fez is Captain
1: Toad's an easy version of Fez. Yeah,
0: Fez you got to rotate the whatever he's on the place, the world, world, yeah, to to solve puzzles and stuff. So, um, and it, it it had a lot of praise, a lot of awards, these sorts of things. So now it's on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's on everything now. I believe. Yeah, it would be on
1: everything. He's even on mobile, so.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, so there you go. I don't know if Phil Fish is getting any money from this latest spot, but uh, um, I don't know. Uh, so they've broken these games up into like when they're releasing. So then they ran down later today, so these are out by now. They announced that The Longing from Studio Cef- Foyers is a point-click adventure game, part idle game, where players have to wait 400 days for his King's Powers to awaken. So that's probably 400 real days as per the trailer. Um, if you want to get credits so i feel like they should have given out review codes for this one 18 months ago so
1: well <laughs> it released on steam 6th of march 2020 so anybody who started playing that game uh, to have launched yeah is still waiting well
0: unless you can fuck with your system clock maybe and cheat i guess that could be a thing don't know uh, then they had There Was No Game, Wrong Dimension from Draw Me a Pixel. It's a comedy adventure game that ha- swears there is no game. looked all right. looked like an indie, funny thing. Uh, May, Aerial Knights Never Yield. Runner is a futuristic runner that slides onto a switcher. This looked kind of cool for a runner. like Considering most of the time, runners, you c- kind of associate with uh, like mobile titles. You know, like it, it, mm. if that runs, or whatever. Uh, so this looked kind of cool. Action runner thing july chris Tails finally got an official new release date because it got delayed earlier uh, early in the year or late last year whatever it was so now it's coming out on july 20th definitely one of my most anticipated 2021 titles one of my most anticipated games last year but um keep keep waiting i feel like people are sleeping on this because they didn't they haven't played the demo like I, I feel like i when i watched the trailers, i was like this game looks beautiful art style looks amazing surely it can't be as good as they're they're kind of selling on this whole playing in two time zones you know all this sort of stuff but i talked about it on here before i played that demo it's like an hour or whatever that demo and it is it is really pretty and it is really cool to be playing this jrpg where you're literally playing in like three the, the past present and future is split on your screen at all times and even when you're doing combat you have to like take into account past present future combat things and remember i talked about it, i think i did the boss fight in the demo where i couldn't get past someone's shield so you have to like use a water spell on it and then you have to go to the future so then their, their shields like rusted and stuff and i'm like that's fucking cool so uh crystals looks really good Calling. uh then we got last stop a third person adventure game from develop developer variable state and publisher anapuna interactive it's coming out in july this looked really cool i had no idea what the fuck is going on in Australia, trailer really it was like confusing but good confusing and also i definitely yeah. feel like annapurna is becoming the go-to like you know what i mean like you see devolver you go that's probably a good game like devolver
1: publishes good they're becoming games. the uh a24 of yeah. video games, basically yeah Probably, I would say the Annapurna of video games, but I don't think... Annapurna's yeah, I don't... Published. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But they are. <laughs> I mean, they've definitely done a good job as a publisher of sort of curating what their, the games they publish are to the degree now that if you see a game's published... If you see their logo at the start of a trailer, you're like, okay. Because like, most of the time it's story heavy. I guess that's a central thing, you know, like story heavy. But gameplay-wise, they've got a lot of variety, you know? Like, mm. there's definitely a focus on story, mood, themes over bombastic gameplay or, or, or these sorts of things. So, um, yeah, this looks really, really cool. Did you like this one? This one. Yeah, that looks
1: interesting. Um, like some space thing
0: woman. I don't remember. Some
1: supernatural shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple stories, characters, that kind of stuff. Very story focused, it seems like. Yeah. So almost like a, yeah, a Telltale game or something.
0: Yeah. So for uh, looks like it potentially has more,
1: except it looks interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it looks graphically interesting,
0: graphically better. yeah. Uh, so then the, into the later this year section on Kotaku here they've got Road ninety six is a procedurally road trip adventure, procedural road trip adventure from developer Digi, Digix Art coming this summer. So I feel like I have seen a trailer for this before, or maybe it was a different game and I just thought it was this one. But this looked pretty cool,
1: I guess. I feel like there's been a lot of road trip games released, or, or teased, had trailers for in, de- uh, conferences recently.
0: Yeah, there was definitely, and there was one that came out, I remember, at some stage too.
1: But I feel like we saw a trailer <laughs> for this one
0: um, before. Um, I'm not dreaming. Maybe it was in the last year's... It was at the Game Awards. Was it was at the Game Awards. That's where it was. Okay. Yes. There. So, yeah, this is that it looks cool here brand new trailer procedurally generated road trip where it seems like the focus is on um i guess like different decisions will lead you to different characters different decisions within those characters will lead you to different moments of those characters which will potentially lead you to different characters you you know what i mean like it it's very much like on paper it could even be like an old school dos game you know like (laughs) you turn left here you meet this person Mm. kind of thing like i feel like it's obviously just about the moments and interacting with these people i don't know how much
1: actual action or you know stuff like that's coming here but yeah yeah,
0: i'm pretty good for this you came for this
1: yeah definitely it looks interesting and like seeing it'd be interesting to see if it's a game you actually do want to replay or it's like yeah i had my story yeah i'm good yeah,
0: I I can see myself doing that because you know it'll roll credits or whatever in my first time because it's easier. Well, no, it's just because yeah, you have to play it again. <laughs> Depends, <laughs> is it coming PlayStation? Do I have to replay for a platinum? Um, but I know it's like you know the credits roll and then yeah, I have my route route ninety six experience where I am like I met this person, this person, this person, and then any sort of game where you have it like I never replay anything, like I never replay Telltale games, never replay um anything because I am always like, well, that's my t- that's my experience, that's my that's my story. I never really like going for the. I know that that's how they sell these sorts of games. Like you can replay it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want to. <laughs> I had my, I had my time. Uh, tribute games and showed up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. It's coming to Switch uh, as well uh, as previously announced platforms. So this wasn't. Re- it was, it was a new trailer, but uh, and I think you and Kieran talked about this the week I was off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my two cents. Yes, please, I'll play it.
1: That's. that's- <laughs> It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I mean, as long as it's got online multiplayer.
0: I presume it will because like Street Fighter yeah, I assume and it stuff will because uh, uh, Streets has yeah.
1: yeah. And Street to rage had no multiplayer, so Yeah. Uh, looks amazing. You know, we've got to see Bebock and Rocket City. Um, and then and someone else pointed out the, there's a shot of uh, the hands in an office building like doing all the computer work in the background. And just before they start fighting, they like pull off the tires and all jump up and everything. <laughs> like such great animation. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks really good. And the music and everything. I know you talked about that too, but the, the theme song and everything. Yeah, all about it. Breaking. Give it to me. Uh so coming this folder switch, Aztec Forgotten Gods, is an action adventure game inspired by Aztec mythology. This looked uh, quite graphically heavy for the Switch, I guess. <laughs> That's what I would uh put it to a degree you know know what i mean like it i don't know this is this is actually one of the games because i had the chat open when i was watching live which is usually a mistake because everyone's just complaining that zelda's not here and stuff like that which of course (laughs) doesn't make sense given it's called the indie indie world direct thing or whatever but when this game came on there was one of those one time
1: they're gonna put it in there (laughs)
0: maybe when this came on this is one of those times where everyone in the chat was like i saw several people write, oh actually this looks alright,' you know like they were like (laughs) This this was hitting with the uh, live audience on YouTube. while I was watching a lot, but yeah, it's it's action game. You move quite fast. Looks like there's we've got uh, dungeon puzzle things, and um, the characters like sliding off stuff. And there's a new neon world and an old world. I, I don't know. It looked like a lot. Looked pretty cool. I'm keen to see more. Don't really didn't get my head fully around it off the one trailer though. So then they had Skull, the Hero Slayer from South Pole Games, the platformer featuring more than ninety playable characters. Which the player can change into by swapping heads. It's due out this summer. Looked interesting. I didn't really fully understand the 90 characters swapping heads. Is there more differences to... Like, is there a lot of differences? Is there minor differences? Don't know. Art style look cool. Anyway. All right. Then the last couple that they get to here. I feel like this one thing's stuck in. Really interesting. So Ollie Oli World was announced by Roll7. The developer, same developer that did the the previous two. However, Oli Oli World looks drastically different to the previous two games. Oli Oli and then Oli Oli uh two Welcome to Oli World? Or was it Hollywood? I don't know. Something like that. Anyway. Um those though I played some of those on the Vita back in the day, and I, I liked them enough, but I didn't fall in love with them. And I also felt like they were just too hard for the point of being hard to a degree like i i didn't i never really found my balance between striving to get a higher score or chasing a trophy for him or you know what i mean like i I, the difficulty and the reward payoff wasn't really getting it there for me and the art style for those games was fine like it it definitely didn't look in my opinion it definitely didn't look super interesting or intriguing Oli Oli world looks really good like the art style in this game is very very pretty lots of bright colors luscious you know well designed and everything like that yeah. um and they've ad- it's not just the the world they're also adding like proper characters to this game there's like some actual story happening in the background it's um looks from a visual standpoint and like a reason to keep playing it seems like okay well i I may get invested in the story i may want to meet another character i may want to see what happens next and this sort of thing and they also talked about in the gameplay reveal trial they talked about wanting to make the game more accessible they wanted to make it so more people could play it more people are not butting heads or whatever while also keeping the difficulty there for people who who want to chase that so i I presume there's going to be like challenges and these sorts of things or maybe bonus levels i I don't really know for the people who want the really hard shit people want to get all the trophies achievements i don't know that's gonna be there but they're just tightening it down to make it uh, a lot more accessible i'm all about this like this game looks really good like i, I mean just visually i'm all about it i can't, i'm like this the animation everything um i'm surprised if i don't know if the gameplay they showed is actually running on the switch because i'm like
1: this just seems very smooth
0: <laughs> for a, uh considering how fast everything's moving for a you know a yeah. switch game or whatever well, but, it's
1: coming to everything so yeah
0: so <laughs> it might not have even been on switch but um yeah I, i'm very keen for this what do you think
1: yeah it looks really interesting uh i also played a little bit of the ollie early, early two i think i actually did play it on the Vita as well yeah. uh but yeah. you know didn't quite get into it because of, i think it was quite uh it was hard. difficult it was quite hard it's not <laughs> it was hard. A, it's
0: not an understatement it was hard yeah.
1: yeah it was hard yeah uh but yeah this looks interesting obviously a litball user-friendly potentially uh you know and uh it, i get I think it was called Rocket Power. It was like a Nickelodeon show about like extreme sports or whatever. Uh, It it just reminds me of that a little bit. Don't know that one, but...
0: Did you ever see the classic show called... um, I was going for a joke. What was that? Codename Kids Next Door. There you go. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah? Know that one? No? No. All right. So also from Annapurna Interactive, they had a trailer for Hindsight which is a gorgeous indie puzzle adventure from developer Joel McDonald about an older woman reminiscing about her family. Which I love that as a description. <laughs> like, what a... This looked really good, too. And again, Annapurna, the like... Was this in the montage? Yeah, I, think, I believe so. Um, so. They didn't show too much of it. But also in the montage, House of Dead remake. Which I thought was the standout one. Like... That wasn't announced officially. It wasn't like given a thing. There was no voiceover saying, hey, there's a House of Dead remake coming. Get excited because that is a franchise that, you know, definitely has a core fan base. A lot of people out there love that franchise. It just, you know, sort of died off into the wind there. Um, so for them to be like, a House of Dead remake is coming and it's in the scissor reel. It just comes up. House of re- Dead remake. It hadn't been announced before this. You could Google it. Be like, was this announced? No, this was its announcement. How weird? Anyway, so House of Dead remake. That's part of, that's also coming. Uh and then the last game or no. Because, oh, I'm gonna skip around the order this year because the the game that was announced for next year is Cold. Yep. Guts 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 Maiden
1: Undying World. Gets Maiden.
0: Yep. Uh and it says here it's from Konami and Guru Guru. <laughs> it pairs skill based combat with a lovely Japanese art aesthetic. Sometime in 2020, it's supposed to release. So it's the one game that's not actually coming out this year, supposedly. Uh, it did look pretty, but boy, fuck that name. You was, know what I mean? Like, and they didn't show too much of it. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know what, what exactly we're doing, but all right. So the main one though, the big surprise, I feel, I mean, all the other world was really cool, but then they were like, Hey, Oxen Free 2, lost signals, is out? Uh, signals. Yeah, it was signals. Uh, revealed. From Night School Studios, so this isn't someone else doing a sequel. This is Night School Studios, who did Oxenfree, and then they did After Party. This is their next game, and it's Oxenfree Two Free Singles. We don't know too much about the game. The trailer is quite short; it's like a minute long. Uh, it they do in the description and on the Steam page, the, the it just says it's set five years after Oxenfree, uh, and a character begins investigating creepy shit happening. And as you see in the trailer. Again, it involves radio signals, much like the first game, and that's about all we needed to know. So, my question straight away:
1: is, Did you have you played Oxen Free? No, I haven't played Oxen Free. It's like on the it's on the list. It's
0: on the list. Did this did watching this make you want to play it more?
1: to Catch up or uh, it 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 gave me a deadline. I think
0: <laughs> of what well, so, yeah like, th- of they gave, whenever this game releases. They gave
1: this a twenty twenty
0: one release date. So I'm like, how they didn't you know. Given COVID and everything like that, it's just like it's coming this year. We swear yeah, to God, like, it's coming this year. <laughs> like it's gonna, it's gonna come. So just everyone chill. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was really cool, and I think this is one of those games where I, I wasn't in love with the first one, but I was in love with the, um, the ideas, everything in it. You know, it's like one of those games where, mm. like, because I actually went back. It was this is a weird thing. When I was writing up my news post, I was like, i remember writing a review for Oxford Free. and I was like, it's probably shit because it was like years ago when I was first trying to write game reviews. Um, but did I copy it over to Explosion Network? And I did. Turns out it was one of the reviews that I just, <laughs> I moved over from my site or whatever. So it's there. I gave it a 7 out of 10, which I was like, I would stand by that. Like rereading my review. There's a lot of uh, grammatical areas. If you want to go find that, to make fun of me. But I didn't bother fixing them because, you know, history is history. You know what I'm saying? Um, 7 out of 10, I would stand by. And the things I am saying in the review, I, I would stand by. There's just my, my main problems were uh the game felt a little bit too short uh it has a big cast i liked the cast but you didn't get enough time to really get to know them and then the game sort of just ends out of nowhere it was one of those games where i'm like things are getting interesting bam credits i was like okay that was a little bit disappointing uh but the first game sort of focused on, I can't remember the character's name. I don't have it open of me. But this uh, this girl, she goes to this island, abandoned military island with her uh, new stepbrother and uh, friends. And they're just going there to have a, a party or whatever. And then a bunch of weird shit starts happening. Like ghostly, supernatural type tr- stuff starts happening. And basically the game is a, a combination, a mix between a, like a, a point and click adventure game. Uh, with heavy conversation choices because the studio night school studios was made up of like you know like telltale people and um those sorts of people and stuff like that uh so it's like heavy conversation choices you, you especially the first hour of the game whatever you're just doing a lot of like kicking on conversation bubbles and stuff like that. and the character is really cool the conversation choice is really cool and the, the way you can play the character is is really cool uh, and then the puzzle side of the game involves finding these sort of areas in the game like little twinkles or whatever and it could tell you you could uh use a radio to fuck with shit and i, I, I don't really from memory ever really explain what it is but like as you see in the trailer for two they they, they again have these radio puzzles come back where someone they, they fine tune this radio signal or whatever the character is on the screen and then like it seems like stars like shoot out and it actually causes a tree to cut down in real life like how and why i don't know but that's kind of how the first game worked <laughs> as well. So, Oxen Free 2 very much looks like the first game. Uh, looks a little bit prettier. Um, all these sorts of things. I'm going to hope to God that it runs better than After Party did. But, the- <laughs> so, cause that was the other thing. I'm like, man, after at launch, yeah. uh, At launch, yeah. After Party, I was like, what'd they give that? What'd they end up giving? That? I gave it like a 5.5 or some shit like that when I went and looked that yeah, up. It wasn't as well. good. And that was basically because of how bad it ran and i mean that game ran my experiences with that game were not good playing it on and i was playing it on pc i wasn't even playing it on like oh, i was trying to play it on my nokia 2600 or some shit like that i was playing it on pc and it just ran so poorly at all times it really did ruin the experience and there's a lot of that game in general if that game ran well i'm sure i would have gave it a lot higher score but it's like Man, I I just could not, and I don't. I assume it runs better now. I hope it does. I'm not going to go magically update the score just off assumption though. But I want this to be good, and I hope it runs better than that. So, <laughs> so yeah. Did you did you play that? I can't even run it now.
1: No, it was again like obviously you put me off. So, <laughs> well, but it's definitely one that I want to go back to potentially. Yeah. Well, I hope it. I assume it would have got patched by now. Yeah, I just had a look on Steam, and the reviews is still uh, mixed. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I remember, I remember even the
1: recent ones. Remember
0: after I posted my review and being like, "Man, I'm giving this a low score, but I feel like it deserves it." Because end of the day, reviewing a video game like like I felt like that game was like Days Gone was more playable to me when I played it. Like that's how, in the in the scale of things, I that was less play. Like I had it crash more, I had more bugs, I had more issues. The frame rate was constantly running at, like, below 20 frames per second. Why? I don't know. But, like, when you're below 20, it really does feel... And it's a fucking point-and-click game. I was like, what the hell's going on? Anyway, I don't want to sit here and shit on that game. I hope it's Mm. fixed, because the writing in that was cool. It was quite funny. Um,
1: Yeah. From the reviews, there doesn't seem to be any, like, issues. They're mostly people who just didn't like the story. So, okay. So,
0: yeah. Check out that if you haven't. Check out Oxenfree. I think it's been given away for free on, like a number of different things at this stage because it came out like five years ago or whatever so um mm-hmm. that's cool all right so that is everything from an indie direct again really cool show i hope they continue doing more of them some cool announcements from there all right now let's go through there's not too much to talk about in here really but friday morning they did uh capcom did another resident evil showcase again hosted by what's good games Brittany brombacher congrats yeah congrats to the whole what's good game <laughs> because they're just yeah. popping out babies over there um, so they showed off just to rundown quickly before we go back they, they had a Resident Evil Village trailer they announced a Resident Evil um, mode, they had a trailer for Infinite Dark Souls which is the Netflix series, they talked a little bit about the movie, they talked about a crossover Dead by Daylight and then they announced Resident Evil for VR so overall I actually felt like this showcase was uh, announcement wise better than the first one but just without the, as big hype because it was the, this was the second one of these, not it was the, the first, first one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but as announcement wise, I would say the announcements in this one were a little bit stronger than the the first one. So, alright. Resident Evil Village trailer. Cool trailer, creepy trailer. we guess to see a little bit more of the lichens, War out wells, whatever you want to call them in this one. Creepy, creepy people doing creepy things they show off the villagers a bit more you get to see ethan talking to the villagers interacting with them they're all like this shit's fucked man why are you here and he's like i don't know they stole my child <laughs> Like, I, <laughs> chris redfield have you seen him i don't know what's going on and the trailer chris is there ethan's like man you did some fucked up shit and chris chris is just like staring at a door being all like you know moody or whatever the, the, a lot of this game is just very much riding on like what that reveal is going to be for, for chris i feel like from, from day dot of the reveal of this game it's just been you know, what's the big mystery? Is, is the bigger mystery what the hell's going on with the werewolves and the vampire ladies and stuff? Or is the bigger mystery what the hell's going on with Chris? And I feel like for fans of the series, it's going to be what the hell's going on with Chris? Because that's a character we know. So, um regular trailer, very keen. So, the thing is actually yeah. now- As yeah. someone
1: who's just- You played 7, seven so between yeah. the press, last press conference and now. That is the funny. So, are you thing. more invested-
0: yeah, I'm I'm more invested now because I understand Ethan's story. I understand his, you know, um, I forget her name, but his girlfriend, who I think she, they're saying that they're now married <laughs> and they have a child with or whatever. Um, yeah, I I'm a little bit more invested. But I mean, the thing that pushed me to play seven was how cool I thought eight was looking. Anyway, you know, so I'm I'm not suddenly like oh I'm on board now kind of thing. I'm just like yeah fuck you, yeah, let's go. Oh, I'm yeah. finding it more funny though, having played seven recently. Just how different the character models between Chris in Seven, in and then Chris in this game look like. They complete. I know people were making jokes, but i finally played the game, so I can get aboard the the memes a bit here and be like, yeah, Chris Redfield just kind of, I don't know. He ate a lot of KFC and worked out every twelve hours a day or something like that. I don't really know what's going on. Well, or it's because he's a werewolf. I guess that's the 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 thing you can go for. All right, let's get to the very confusing thing. So okay, and shout out to Press Start because. I had the incorrect times in here, and I, I think they must up as well, because I guess we all wrongly assumed that... Because uh, when they announced these demos, which is what I'm talking about, they announced demos. They were like, uh, European time... No, European time, Asia time, America time, right? And I was like, we'll be on Asia time, because it's usually, you know, Asia Pacific. You know what I mean? Like, am I wrong to have yeah. assumed that that was probably the timeline that we would be...
1: Well... Geographically, it would make sense that we would line up with Asia, uh, but you know, region-wise, I think we're more connected to the European. I don't know. Segment. So So
0: wrongly, wrong wrongly adjusted times there. So anyway, Shannon, I saw a tweet out before, so I upta- you I, fixed it. So. Yeah, I updated our article accordingly. So because he got apparently got confirmation from capcom somewhere that we are australia lines up the european times on the the demo so anyway here's here's the confusing mess that is resident evil villages demos ps4 and ps5 players will get to play early there's two demo times this uh so the day this releases or well you'll have three hours left no four hours left because from monday april 19th at 3 a.m until 11 a.m. on that same Monday, you can play the village demo for a total of 30 minutes. The game will shut off once you play for 30 minutes. So they're calling this eight hours of madness" or some shit. I don't
1: remember. So that's for the but village. It's 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, but the demo is available for eight hours. That's the. Oh. That's the yeah, because they're like it's Resident Evil Eight, man. You gotta it's eight hours. Get it. Yeah. And we're, we're not going to make sure the demo times work best for each region. We're just going to go, Hey, Australian people. Yeah. You can have access between 3 a.m. and 11 (laughs) a.m. on a Monday. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fucking figure that out. Uh, so that's the village demo. And then PS4, PS5 players, you get access to the castle demo again, 30 minutes total playtime for an eight hour period of being available from 3 a.m. on Sunday, April 26th. And it ends on Monday, April. Uh, sorry, that would be—I that—that would be Monday, April twenty-six to Monday, April twenty-six at eleven a.m. So three a.m. to eleven a.m. on that day. You can pre-download the demo if you'd like to. Uh, that'll help, so you don't have to download it at whatever time you wake up to try and play it for th- the thirty minutes or whatever. I guess but that's you- good. So that's confusing enough. But for everyone else, including PlayStation players, there is a third time slot where you'll get access to the demo. Um, so this demo period starts at. Um, and this may need I didn't actually see if Shannon at press start got a different time for this but this may need to change by so give this, what I'm about to tell you, give it 24 hours give or take because <laughs> like, I, I, again, <laughs> for possibly going off the wrong times here, I don't know Uh so I've wrote down that demo period starts at 8pm Sunday May 2nd and ends at oh no, this one should be the same because I think it's globally, anyway 8pm Sunday May 2nd and ends on Monday May 3rd At 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Because it's supposed to be a uh, 24-hour period. So maybe maybe it's right. Don't know. Anyway, for this 24-hour period, you'll get access to a full Resident Evil Village demo, of which you can play for 60 minutes total. Where you choose to play your 60 minutes total can be split between either the Castle demo or Village demo that we just talked about. So this is for everyone now. PC, Xbox, PlayStation as well. So you can choose to play 40, 50 minutes in one demo and then play 10 minutes in another. Play it all in one demo. Doesn't matter. After that point, your PlayStation explodes. So just make sure you're you're choosing to play Resident Evil where you feel you'd make the most of your Resident Evil time. So this is all fucking confusing for I don't know why. I don't know why they do this thing. I just don't, don't understand it. It was the stupidest thing of this whole showcase. I don't like timed demos. I don't like demos... that are only available for certain periods i don't like this whole you have a 24-hour period for the demo i i miss when there would just be a you know like ps1 days you just got demo discs and they were sections of the games and they were Curated and cut at certain points, or even had different, you know, like things missing that weren't full game because they were like, "This is a demo. You play the demo. Here's the fucking demo. Enjoy it. Play our game." And it, usually the demo would finish. It would cut to a screen. It would play the trailer for the game, and they'll beat you back to the, the 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 demo. I miss those days. What is this? Sixty minutes. Choose where you play. It. Garbage. Fucking hate it. Will I play it still? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know. So I, it's just very confusing. I, it's a bit of a mess, in my opinion. All right. So then, for Resident Evil Village, they talked about Mystery Mode. It's back this time. Uh, you can buy you can buy new guns from the merchant, upgrade guns. There's abilities. I they say this is a fan favorite. News to me. Like uh, <laughs> it's literally just a combat mode where you're clearing waves and stuff. I uh, I feel like for most Resident Evil fans, like this is the least interesting shit that we want out of resident evil games but i don't know tell me different i'll be like i'm wrong so then they showed a trailer for the netflix animated series that's coming up soon called resident evil infinite darkness uh and in the trailer we find out the story behind this one where it's set a couple years after resident evil 4 leon s kennedy is now uh, a bodyguard for the president the same president whose daughter he saves in resident evil 4 uh, and then lo and behold, he's doing his job, whatever. And on this happen, on this day, Claire Redfield turns up and she's like, Oh, how are you? And he's like, Yeah, I'm great. How are you? And she's like, Oh, no, there's some, been some weird shit happening. And he's like, Oh, we'll talk about it later. And then of course, zombies break into the White House because they've been sent to kill the president or some shit. I don't know
1: what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's White House town. Yeah. With zombies. With zombies. Pretty much. It, it, I mean, it's, Olympus has fallen with zombies. It looks
0: as silly as, Any of the other Resident Evil animated movies I've watched. I mean, it looks as silly as a Resident Evil video game. So, you know, you can't really complain too much. The the games are silly. This looks silly. I don't know. But it looks like animation looks good. CGI animation, whatever. You know, I'm down. I'll watch it. I don't know how many episodes it's supposed to be, but the fact they call it an anime series, I'm not completely, uh, you know, I mean, that's a whole different... Getting into the anime, what is anime or not thing. But um, yeah, I'll watch this. Are you going to watch this or?
1: Maybe. I feel like this is. Do, like do you like presidents almost <laughs> getting killed? <laughs> you could have just said you like I that. do like attacks on White House films.
0: I thought you was just going to be like, I do like animated stuff. I mean, that could have just been. <laughs> you kind of dug that hole for yourself. Um, so then they announced that Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City has. Finished filming. So th- Wait, oh no, that doesn't. I was going to say,
1: oh, it's like the capital attacks,
0: but no, that that was the wrong. No, building. you should just not said that at all. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City is the upcoming live action movie. That's right. In case you missed the memo, because mm. I feel like a lot of people watching the showcase may, you know, just may not have heard the word on the the grapevine. But they have been shooting and are now finished shooting a Resident Evil movie this is not a continuation of the franchise starring uh miller Jovic. this is a reboot this is a brand new thing so as i put in my news article i might as well read it out here's the cast for you uh Kaya scoladario as claire yep. redfield robbie amell as chris redfield hannah john cayman as jill valentine ava joge joja as leon s kennedy tom hopper as albert wesker lily gay go go as ada, a- ada yep. wong and neil McDonough um. Madonna. How do you say his last name? Neil McDonough. McDonough, sure. As William Birkin. There's your core cast for the upcoming Resident Evil movie. It's stacked with the core characters. I feel more so than the other films. Well, maybe I've just forgot. But I feel like you know they got Claire, Chris, Jill, Leon, Wesker, Ada Wong. I mean, they're all big names yeah. of the Resident Evil franchise. So they're you know trying to get this off. It's good name. cast. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed though they didn't show a single thing. Like I, I, I'm like. Couldn't have shown like a set photo, you know, like some just. You know what I mean, though. No. So like just a behind-the-scenes, fit f- picture or something. I oh know. They're like, oh, we're just we're deep into post-production. Just I don't know something. Just one picture that was new. Because the picture they showed, the Welcome to Raccoon City picture, that's old news. We've seen that before, right? Seen it, seen it.
1: Isn't new. Seen press releases a bunch of times. Yeah,
0: get the fuck out of here, right? Wasn't new. Alright, so then they announced Dead by Daylight is getting Resident Evil crossover content. Of course, Dead by Daylight, uh, as they talked about in the showcase, they're like, we've became like the video game hall of fame for horror stuff, which is kind of true, I guess, so they can say that. Uh, they didn't really announce what the crossover will be, like what characters coming over or anything like that, but uh, uh, Dead by Daylight still- you be kicking. Mr.
1: X, right? That'll work, so.
0: Yeah, sure. That works.
1: Well, it's not going to be like a generic zombie, is it?
0: No, but I mean, there's other characters. You could just have Wesker show up, I guess, or something. There are other characters. <laughs> yeah, shock and heart. But I oh, know Mr. X probably would make a lot of sense.
1: If me. I mean, it's either Mr. X or it's the lady. The lady, eight foot lady. Oh, imagine they're
0: just they're they're just all in at this stage. Like everyone loves her. We just assume everyone will love her in the game, so yeah.
1: Just- nobody, <laughs> nobody hides. They're just right. all excited to get yeah. To- so we're adding lady to get stepped on.
0: Lady, do the mascara or however you say it. Yeah, we're adding hand to the end. Yeah. Uh, then the final announcement. <laughs> At first, I was very confused, because they're like, we got one more thing. And then someone comes on from Facebook. I was like, what are you talking about? But then when they got to it, I was like, all oh, right, Facebook owns Oculus.
1: <laughs> for a second, I was right, like- They're relaunching the Flash game. <laughs> yeah, that's what
0: I was waiting for to be like. We're doing like a Flash game. I'm like, are you really ending- Because I wouldn't have put it past them, to be honest. You know, like the silly shit Imagine. that sometimes yeah. they do. So. Uh, but no, they announced that Resident Evil 4, uh, is as much as everyone was hoping for the announcement of a Resident Evil 4 proper remake, uh, they they did announce a sort of remake. It's coming to virtual reality on the Oculus Quest 2. So this is an Oculus Quest 2 exclusive. They made sure to, to note that. So for all you people who just own one still, uh, sorry, time to upgrade, I guess. Will this come to other platforms eventually? I don't know, because Maybe. it's being developed in-house, you know, like, that's the thing, I I I don't know. I know other Oculus exclusive stuff has, but I, I don't know, it just depends. It definitely won't be straight away. So uh the trailer showcases, of course, because it's a VR game, that th- this is moving the entire franchise to uh, first-person view for the first time, uh like the full game in first-person view, which is kind of cool uh including i've seen a lot of people on twitter point out that you're doing like the full inventory thing in first person which is <laughs> like and that looks kind of funny or whatever and then uh but yeah i don't know like i feel like this is one of the cooler announcements but i don't want to get too excited in case it turns out it just plays like crap or i don't know maybe it loses it's because that game's quite silly i mean maybe it's a lot of the like sort of charm of the silliness is lost in in, in a vr version i don't know mm. Uh, how much from the ground up work has been done here? Don't know. It was. It's interesting though, and definitely a um, I would say a good get for uh Oculus slash Facebook, whatever you want, to have an exclusive VR remake of a well beloved Resident Evil game. I feel like that's going to move a few systems for them. You know, like that may be the the thing to push people over, especially I guess if if you're if you're someone who hasn't bothered upgrading from Oculus one quest one to an oculus quest two yet and you're a resident evil fan i feel like this is the game that you're suddenly like oh fuck well it's time for me to upgrade you know this this may be the game to push people along so um but i wouldn't put it past coming to it would definitely won't come to current psvr but i mean maybe if you're a playstation fan you could expect this on psvr 2 a year or two down the line depending on when that that releases i suppose much like how we got the vader thing like two years after it released or whenever it was (laughs) <laughs> on Oculus, so, you know, anything's possible. And that was the Resident Evil Showcase. Um, and again, yeah, it was all right. Nothing took in my blame. But in case you forgot, Resident Evil Village is out in a couple weeks as well, basically. Okay. Really? Yeah. It's not far away. It's uh, May 7th. Yeah, jeez. So the demo is like kind of like the demo that's out this week. That's like a good time if you're a PlayStation fan, you can play that one. It's like what three weeks before it or something. But then the actual demo, the global demo, is
1: only a week before launch. So I think. Why would you wait? Just wait. Yeah, at that stage, unless they, unless it's not included in the game. No,
0: it's it's, like it's the normal demo. game. Whereas the, the demo they released okay. last time, the one that dropped um like straight after the first showcase, that was a that's that was an experience just made like that. They're, they're, they're like, this isn't the game. This is just a a demo experience type thing whereas this is actually Mm. you're playing the game that's why it cuts off after 60 minutes they haven't designed a demo start and end point they're like just play the game in this one particular area go ham anyway that's it I'll do it for this week's episode of RK Couch let us know let us know any comments questions or concerns you may have about anything I just said or my tongue Uh, you can tweet us check us out on discord you can find us on twitter by heading to explosionnob.com slash twitter Join our Discord by heading to explosionhour.com slash Discord. And if you liked the episode and thought it was worth as little as a dollar, you can let us know that by heading to our Kofi page at explosionhour.com slash support and sending us as little as a dollar. Until next week. Same time. Same couch. Maybe with Kieran fucking
1: suckering up and... Yeah, you yeah. oh,
0: know. I'm not sick now, guys. Yeah, I
1: guess... It Takes Two, never heard of it.
0: Yeah, what's that game? EA, who are they? They publish games, do they? What? Oh, fuck the Oscars. I love the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Movies, I watch them all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do you want to watch? Oscar predictions this week. What a punk.
0: Hey, don't forget you can subscribe to the show wherever you're currently listening and you can drop a review if you can. Find more great shows like this and more content over at explosionnetwork.com. And please consider supporting us for as little as a dollar over on our Ko-fi page by heading to explosionnetwork.com support. Thanks for listening.